0: As a first down and a lot more, the home for props football. To the twenty-five twenty, to the ten. Rowan Radio, eighty-nine point seven WGLS FM, Glassboro. To the house, touchdown.
1: Rowan Radio, eighty-nine point seven WGLS FM proudly presents the Rowan University Football Coaches Show, a weekly look at the latest happenings in props football. Today's show is made possible in part by Barnes & Noble Bookstore, the Brown and Gold Gridiron Club, Inspira Health, Italian Affair Restaurant and Wine Bar, the Rowan University Alumni Association, and the Southwest Council. Now we take you to Italian Affair Restaurant and Wine Bar in Glassboro, New Jersey with Derek Jones and the head coach of Rowan University football, Jay Acorsi for the Rowan University Football Coaches Show.
0: Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM, and welcome to Italian Affair in Glassboro. It is another edition of the Rowan University Football Coaches Show. I'm Derek Jones, as always, joined by the head coach of Rowan University Pros Football, Jay Acorsi. And coach, welcome in, and
2: congratulations on the latest victory. Yeah, it was uh, n- another exciting NJAC contest, and um, we had to go to the bitter end again, but a win is a win and, and the players did a really great job and the coaches.
0: So the Props defeat Kane by the score of seventeen to ten last Saturday as a part of the homecoming festivities. Rowan has now improved their record to five and two on the season. Three and one in the NJAC. Kane drops to two and six and one and three in NJAC play. Well you, you kinda hit the nail on the head. Another tight contest and we talked about this last week as far as what's been happening in the, the conference this year. It almost seems like it's the year of the defense because a lot of these games are 17-10, 20-13. Yep. Most somewhere of that's, them. Yeah, most of them. Most of it. Somewhere in that some, zone. Of them, some
2: of them not, but most of them. But, yeah, again, I think, uh, you know, great defenses in the conference. Again, I think the conference has always been known for great defense over the years. Um, but this year is a little bit exceptional um, in terms of what the defenses are doing and really, you know, holding offenses in check for the most part.
0: And when you take a look at, really, the game, most of the scoring happened in the first, first half. Yeah. It was 17-7 at halftime. The props utilizing some key plays. Um, clearly, you know, the, the offense momentum-wise was able to get going early on and help yeah. set the tone.
2: Yeah, I thought, again, we started out really well. It's kind of been our M.O. this year as you know, play really well offensively in the, in the first half to start the game, score some points, and then in the second half, kind of hold on for dear life a little bit. Um, but, again, there's a lot of reasons for that, um, you know, uh, uh, again. But I, I think we're you know still headed in the right direction, really.
0: As you take a look at the game and the props and how they were able to slow down Kane, you've got to give a, credit, a lot of credit to the defense because defensively, again, You're you're kind of stressed in that second half to try to hold that game to where it is, and they were able to do that.
2: Yeah, again, the defense has really grown up really fast. We knew that was the side of the ball with the most inexperience. Um, You know, not having Mike Micholi, you know, one of your leaders for several games. Um, The nice part is he was back for Saturday and and made a difference and was able to relieve some of the younger linebackers. Um, But, again, when you look top to bottom, we're really young – at every position on the defensive side. We're deep, we're very athletic, but we're just really inexperienced and we've had to kind of grow up um, under fire and we have defensively. So we're, we're, we're doing some really good things defensively.
0: Overall, the props held Kane in check to 293 yards of total offense as a part of the effort rushing the football it just wasn't there for Kane Twenty for 41
2: yeah and again you know young quarterback so he wanted to make him have to hurt us um, you know he hit us on some plays but but not any big plays um, so again I, I think that's a, a testament to us having to stop the run not let them run not let them get the ball going and, and put it in a, a young quarterback's hands he's very athletic he's he's really good He just doesn't have the experience yet to make some of the plays, fortunately. Um, But we kept him in check and, for the most part, did a pretty good job and didn't give up big plays again. That's something that hurt us in some of the early season losses. We didn't really give up big plays, um, you know, defensively, which was nice.
0: And Robbie Nungesser, the quarterback you alluded to for Kane, 21 of 40, 252 yards passing, but you were able to hold him in check on the ground because he can get going running the football yeah and again
2: i thought we were able to contain him in the box we were able to contain their run game in the box it sounds like a lot of yardage but it was a lot of chunk yardage um really they had one maybe two nice drives for the day and then the rest we kind of held them in check the last one again by some penalties um but again i thought we overall did a, a really good job of making them one-dimensional and making them try to hurt us in an area that necessarily they don't want to do is throw the football.
0: Offensively for Rowan, the, the second half has kind of been a mixed bag for sure um, th- this season. You've been able to get the, the plays when you need them by and large. What would you say when you take a look at kind of where things change in the second half of the offense? Well, the
2: ga- you know, the game changes a little bit. Um, they started to spy Mike a little bit. So he goes back to pass, and now they add a safety in the box to spy him. Uh, they got him on one third down and kind of tripped him up. Um, but again, you have to give the defense's credit. You know, def- defensively, Kane up front. You know, reminds me of Christopher Newport. They're very physical on the defensive line, very active on the you know the second level. Their linebackers, a little inexperienced in the secondary, but again. What you would expect from a Dan Garrett coach team, he's now back coaching the defensive line where he played, where he's a great player at Montclair. So you could see they, they, they gave us some some difficulties, and especially in the red zone and in some short yardage, some third and shorts and fourth and shorts and red zone. You know, they gave us some some things that we need to work on.
0: Pretty clean game from a turnover standpoint, and certainly in a game that close, you've you've got to stay clean, no turnovers. Yeah,
2: and again, I thought special teams were was outstanding. I thought Danny punted the ball extremely well, especially in the second half. I thought our coverage return game was really good, both on kickoff coverage and punt coverage. Um, You know, you're hoping you're not kicking, you know, kick returning a lot. That means they're scoring a lot. Um, You know, we're kind of just missing there. But, again, I, I, I thought special teams played a critical role and did some great things and created some short fields, and we were able to flip the field too, which I think really helped in the second half.
0: And one of the big keys, clearly, at, towards the end of the game, we talked about the offense. You're able to get that field goal late in the contest, or, or, or at least to see them get the, the yep. field goal late in the contest, um, and the defense is able to, to kind of hold their ground offensively. You did have that commitment to the run, which was pretty effective once again.
2: Yeah, and again, you know, you know, Jake missed, a, I don't want to say a chip shot, but, you know, a pretty good-sized kick. Um, again, he's a huge weapon for us. We need to continue to, to have him kick for us. You're always, you know, as the head coach, I'm always caught between, do you go for it on fourth down? Do you kick the field goal? That's always a very strenuous situation. And a tough decision to make. Um, but, again, we, we need, especially in this stretch run, to be able to kick field goals and get points when we're down in that red zone area. So he just missed the one again a little bit to the right. Um, you know. But he hit the other one and was pretty good on PAT. So, again, a, a pretty good day by our, our protection team and by, by Jay kicking the ball.
0: Jawan Hayes carried the ball ten times on Saturday for 32 yards it it's going to be a a big help to James Farrer to be able to have kind of him back in the lineup g- getting into the flow of things to at least give him a rest and of course provide the production that he does. Yeah, again,
2: we didn't really have him for TC and J at full strength. We were able to have Juwan for the you know, for this game and and for the stretch run, that's what you need. You know, you need to give players a, a break. James had another really good game, but partially because Juan's able to come in and spell him and that's what you need. You need that one-two punch at that position um, to be able to keep them healthy for the course of an entire season.
0: So now as you, you take a look at kind of the aftermath of this and where you go from here, we're going to talk talk about Salisbury coming up here in, in a little bit, but obviously this is a, a big game coming up for your squad this weekend. What was the message um, after Saturday? Because it's, it's an emotional day for a lot of the players because, you know, you have family and you have friends there as a yeah, part of home- homecoming. Yeah,
2: and homecoming. It was it was an awesome crowd. It was great environment. Um, again, you know, remembering from last year coming off COVID, it was an okay homecoming. Obviously, COVID, we didn't have homecoming. So it was just great to see the tents and the fans and the people and the alums. And it, it was just an awesome atmosphere. And I know our players really enjoyed it and, and, and really thrived on it. Um, And, again, that's what you would want is to, you know, be able to play in front of a great crowd like that. But, you know, the message, you know, with a lot of the older players, they were pretty quick um, to talk about the next game Mm -hmm. and Salisbury, which has been a little bit different for us. Um, So, you know, sometimes you don't need to say a lot. The theme has been the last couple weeks, let's keep playing championship football to put us in a situation to play important games in late October, early November. It's been a few years since we've done that, um, but didn't really need to say a lot. The players were, and especially the older players, were already on it, which you know shows you that we have some, some seasoned veterans at some key spots.
0: And not to put too fine of a point on it, but when you look at the schedule, it's a different schedule this year because normally you, you're playing conference play all the way through the end. This time around, we're going to have a a good idea where you stand yep, after the next weeks. couple weeks. Yeah,
2: yeah, again, it's it's that rotation. You know, when we lost Wesley, we all knew in the conference it was going to be hard. You have that rotating date because there's an odd number of schools so everybody has to have an off week. Ours happened to be last year at the beginning of the season. This year it rotated to the end of the season, so we're playing a non-conference team the last game of the year. I'm just happy we have 10 games. We only had 9 last year. Um, you know, you want to play 10. You want to play a full schedule. Um, But certainly very interesting when you have that open bye week.
0: And we will certainly take a look at what's to come here for the props, including the Seagulls of Salisbury University coming up in just a bit. But when we come back, we'll be joined by this week's Rowan University Football Player of the Week, Stay tuned and come on back to find out just who it is. This is the Rowan University Football Coaches Show right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Stay tuned. We'll have more headed your way from Italian Affair in Glassboro right after this.
1: WGLS-FM programming is made possible in part by Italian Affair
0: Restaurant and Wine Bar. Located at 900 Delsey Drive in Glassboro, Italian Affair offers traditional Italian cuisine in multiple dining areas, including an outdoor patio. Established in 1988, Italian Affair also provides catering and private party options. For more information, the phone number is 856-881-2121 and the website is italianaffairglassboro.com. Italian Affair Restaurant and Wine Bar is proud to support the programming on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM.
1: Coverage of prof Sports on Rowan Radio is made possible in part by the Brown and Gold Gridiron Club. The Gridiron Club is composed of former participants and supporters of the RUGSC football program, whose goal is to bridge Rowan's athletes past, present, and future. If you would like to support the club, participate in Gridiron events, or would like more information, the email address is gridironclub at rowan.edu. The Brown and Gold Gridiron Club is proud to support Sports on Rowan Radio.
3: This is Michael Masholi,
2: and you're listening to the Rowan University Football Coaches Show right here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.
0: Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM, back here at Italian Affair in Glassboro. It's the Rowan University Football Coaches Show. Derek Jones, along with the head coach of Proffs Football, Jay Ocorsi, and we are joined right now by defensive lineman Eric Hill. Eric, welcome to the program. Thank you. So, Eric... This is a a big game coming up for the props on Saturday. Defensively, we've really seen the progression of this team over the course of the season, really be able to hold uh, things down for the team as a whole. What have you seen out of the defensive unit so far?
3: I've seen that we've been able to communicate on every level. Uh, We trust each other. I trust my linebackers and my DBs, and uh, it's really just fitting. The the pieces are fitting together right now, and we're gelling uh, really well. So for you,
0: as you have gone through the program here, let's talk about some of the guys that you've worked with so far this season. Who have you, who's been your mentor this year, if you will, as a part of this team?
3: Uh, my uh, nose tackle, uh, Josh Ortiz and uh, Ahmad Gant. Um, they're sophomores on the field, but uh, they're a little older. And uh, they really helped me learn the plays when I, when I first got here. And they're uh, continuing
2: to help me uh, be leaders.
0: Coach Ahmad Gam, we've talked a lot about him, but what about the the, the leadership along that defensive line?
2: Yeah, and again, it, we're really young at that spot. Um, I think we're really athletic. I think we got some really great young players, um, and I think Ahmad and, and Josh have done a really good job. Again, you know, Josh was first year in the program last year for us. Ahmad really played a little bit last year. But has played a lot this year, a lot like Eric's situation. Eric played a little bit last year, but not a lot, um, you know. And now is really starting to play really well. When I asked the defensive coordinator Cedric Dawkins, you know what? What defensive players? He goes Eric. He goes Eric played really well. So I, I and I watched the film, and I went back and I watched him in particular, and he really did. He's really starting to learn how to play football, how we play defensively, I think the sky's the limit. I think he's got still a long way to go and a lot of growth. But he's a great young man. He works really hard. He's come off some injury. Um, and I think he's learned and I think he's really embraced it. And he's been a key reason playing at a high level with Ahmad and Josh up front that we're able to kind of throttle defenses a little or offenses a little bit i think he's doing a great job i i I really do
0: so you've been able to bank a couple of uh homecomings here what did you think of saturday
3: uh it's a great win uh there's no better feeling than win on homecoming in front of a a crowd like that so it was great
0: And, and that had to be impressive because it's a game we talked about early on close game defense needs to come up big to make some stops and you're able to do that in front of a lot of people and Coach, of course, he talked about last week, kind of the difference is when you go on the road and versus home, and you guys have played in front of some pretty big crowds so far this season and have been able to impress the fans.
3: Yeah, it's nothing like playing with your home fans. You know, all the energy, it's, it's crazy. It's, it just energizes everybody.
0: So have you noticed a difference in your development as a player from your freshman to your sophomore year?
3: Yeah, I've noticed uh, I've really gotten to catch up with the speed of the game. It's much different than high school, and uh, I'm really starting to get it now. So uh, yeah.
0: So let's talk about the triple option. It's a, it's, a, it's a different beast and a different animal. What have you learned about your triple option experiences so far?
3: Um, triple option offenses, you have to play your assignment. It's assignment football, and uh, you have to do your job no matter what.
0: As a part of really learning how to deal with that, is that something that you saw a lot on the the high school side?
3: No, I never played a triple option in high school. So when I first saw it when I played Army Prep last year, my freshman year, I was really, like, amazed because I did not see this a lot. So it was uh, different.
0: Coach, what about the transition for players who are not seeing that kind of thing in high school? Then when you get them in there, it's like, you know, you go from maybe seeing a changeup to seeing a fastball.
2: Yeah, and again, as Eric mentioned, it's the speed of the game, right? It's the physicality of the game. It's a lot. And, and I know, you know, last year it was a lot for Eric and a lot of the younger players. I know early on it, it was a lot, and we were kind of force-feeding Eric and some of the younger players. Um, and again, he's, he's picked it up. He's doing really well. Um, you know, he's he, he's a, um, a student of the game, you can hear by him talking about mm-hmm. that, and, and that's so important. You have to understand it's not just running, jumping, tackling, shedding blocks. It's understanding how the game works, and that's what's really started to make Eric really productive and propel. Is understanding what he needs to do surrounded by his teammates, and um, he's playing in a. Again, I watch the film, and just sneakily is playing really well. And I think he's still just scratching the surface. I think he's got so much more um, to do and to give and to learn. And um, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see where he heads and what he does. Because he'll admit, last year was a tough year. Injury and, you know, trying to figure out what to do and where to go and classes. And it's a lot. And I, I started to see it in the spring with him. I really started to, even though we're not hitting, I started to see him start to make that turn I'm like all right here we go
0: it's it's funny we we talk a lot about high school but we don't get a ton into like that literal transition period from high school to freshman year and that's one of the we hear about that for just regular college students are just going to class when you add athletics in there how tough was it to make that transition trying to get to balance everything
3: yeah it's totally different uh Uh, Balancing class and football, you have to really focus in on both um, sets of that. So it it was tough at first, but now I'm really starting to get in and pick it up.
0: As you take a look at your your career so far, where did you first develop your love for football?
3: Uh, When I first started playing when I was eight. I've been playing ever since, and uh, I continue to love it. the day I die. So. <laughs> <laughs> was,
0: there, was there a moment as a kid or anybody who influenced you you said you watched on TV, for example, and said, Oh, I, I'd like to play football?
3: Uh, I think it was just practice. I, I made my first tackle and I was just amazed. Like, this is, I've never done this before. This is different. <laughs> so. <laughs> that, that's so cool to hear you because
0: sometimes you hear guys say, Well, you know, I was watching fill-in-the-blank player, and instead it's like, I've made a tackle, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to stick with this.
2: Yeah, and, and I think Eric's probably amazed himself a little bit in how quickly he's picked it up and how good he's become. Um, I, I think he's probably surprised himself a little bit, and he might agree. You know, I saw him do a couple of things last fall that really I was like, wow, he's got, he's got some ability. And then again, like I said in the spring, saw it. So I was really anxious to see what kind of shape he was in when he came back this year, and to see if he could handle that daily grind. And he's done it seamlessly. And, um, you know, he, he's doing a really good job.
0: You went to Robbinsville High School. Tell me about how you ended up discovering Rowan University.
3: Uh, so I wanted to play in college, so I, I asked my head coach. And uh, he knew uh, Coach Dottie, who was an offensive line coach last year. So he got me in contact with him. And I came on a visit, and I loved it. So uh, I committed.
2: And there were and there were thoughts, right? Offensive line, defensive oh, line, offensive line, okay. defensive line. We just knew we were really experienced on the offensive line. We needed help on the defensive line. And even last year, I don't know if we were really sure about Eric where we would be. We just knew there was going to be a spot somewhere. And, um, you know, I know the, the coaches, he probably doesn't know, were kind of lobbying for him. Um, but we held on to stay on defense because we knew that he'd probably get a chance to play a little bit quicker um, and and not sit behind some players, and we needed some size, and we needed some players on that defensive line um, you know, to really turn the tide for us defensively, and I think that's what we're just starting to do. So, um, again, he could probably play a lot of spots. But I think we're pretty happy right now at the defensive line position for him, and he he could play inside and outside, right? So he could play inside tackle, outside end. He's probably a better end, but because of need, we move him inside sometimes. But I think it's his athletic ability and his ability to to take a larger body and be able to kind of move in tight space. That's not an easy thing to do.
0: No, it's not, and. and- talking about kind of that offensive defensive line situation I mean it could was that a significant thought for you like I would want to give offensive line a go here at Rowan or or did you kind of Uh,
3: well if I need to play offensive line uh, I would have done it but I really uh, love the defensive side of the ball Uh, that's where my home is (laughs) and I think he's
2: and he's pr- and he's probably staying there. He's probably. <laughs> <laughs> we're not moving. Him. There, there will be no two-way no, playing. He's staying you. there. Yeah, th- he's I, staying there.
0: I I agree. I mean, it, it's it's been pretty cool to see the defensive line, along with yourself, kind of develop this season and really be difference makers for this team from camp to where you are right now. Have you seen the evolution of the group as a whole and how how where's the ceiling you think for this group?
3: Oh yeah, from camp to now, I think we're we're playing together like it's. No matter who they put in, if I'm not in, I trust everybody behind me. And it's like a family at the D-line group, so.
0: So when you look at the defensive line as you get ready for, for this weekend, I mean, has there been any talk about uh, the, the experience with Springfield and how you can use that to to kind of help you prepare for what you're going to see on Saturday?
3: Yeah, uh, Springfield was to prepare for Salisbury. It's a big conference game, also Army prep. Uh, but uh triple options a hard thing to deal with so seeing it before uh, it'll help us uh, in the game so.
0: and coach you've talked about before the the approach with scheduling and being able to have an army prep have a Springfield on there to kind of get ready for a team in Salisbury that you know very well
2: yeah and again you know a lot of people are like well why are you playing Springfield they're really good and Yes, they're really good, but they're really good at what they do in that option. But they're different. They're a power. They're much different than Salisbury. But kind of similar enough that it gives us a great indication. And I I thought last year the Springfield game, as difficult as it was for us, helped prepare us for Salisbury. And we had Salisbury in the ropes in the second half with even a younger team. I know that the experience at Springfield and back at Army Prep again – was designed to help so yes is Springfield a really good team absolutely but you need to be able to be prepared I'm always I'm already thinking about next year we don't have Springfield we take the three centennial teams and Stevenson so now I'm already thinking in my mind the big picture how do I try to simulate it again for the defense Um, but again that's what you need to do you know and and hopefully the players understand that and I think they do
0: Eric, on the side of, of the offense, you know, you, you see an offense every day in practice that obviously is not running the triple option, but it has its own. Uh, Differences, you have a very good quarterback in Mike Husney, James Farron, that whole offense. What's it been like kind of going up against and matching up against that Rowan offense during practice?
3: Yeah, I think our offense is the best in the conference, so being able to play them every day is just pushing you to be better every day, Uh, play a better game, and I love the competition they give us.
0: Speaking of competition, the offensive line is very good here. What are your thoughts about going against those guys in practice, and how have they helped make you a better player? Yeah,
3: It's really a battle. It's really a fight, you know. We, uh, we push each other, and uh, they make me better, and uh, I try to make them better every day.
0: The, the offensive line, it's, it's a, an experienced group that has helped develop, obviously, other players along the offensive line who are behind them, but also, too, the defensive line in practice, because for years we've seen so many good rowing defensive lines, but that's in part because of who they're going up against in practice.
2: Yeah, and I think the players over all the years always said that. They said, listen, if we can compete against our players – then we could compete against anybody because we think, you know, our offensive or defensive lines we're going against are some of the best in the country. And, again, that's what you need to do. It's, you know, and, again, I it was probably hard this year during camp a little bit in the beginning part of the season, and it was probably wearing on players like Eric and Josh and Ahmad and a lot of the others, you know, because you're going up against Michael Klein and Jeff DeGene and Price Bouchard and – and, and a lot of great big physical offensive linemen that's hard but if you understand the reasoning and you get to that competition level then it's going to make it easier or better for you to compete on Saturdays and and I think that's helped Eric in particular he's really worked hard in practice against that group and, and they go against each other every day in other individual one-on-one drills and um, that 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 all always helps. Eric,
0: before we let you go, just a couple questions, couple more questions for you. We, we've we talked a lot about on the field. How about off the field and in the classroom? What what's your major?
3: I'm a finance major.
0: You're a finance major. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So what's what's the, the the dream goal here for you as it relates to finance?
3: Um, just graduate, find a good job. Uh, to I want to build a business, so I think finance will help me. Uh, okay. in, in that. So um, yeah.
0: What what are you looking at doing business wise?
3: Uh, I don't know. I just want to own my own business uh, because my dad he's owned his own. So I I really look up to him. So I really uh, are
0: are there a lot of business finance majors on the program?
3: Believe it or not, there
2: are. Um, I I think education's coming back because the need for teachers. But I'd say there's a good portion of our team that's engineering majors math science right the stem but then there's a lot of business majors wow, and that's very cool yeah so again it's understanding where you need to go and what you need to do and how to be successful and again if eric approaches that part of his life like i know he will that he does with football he's going to be successful in whatever he decides to do
0: i don't mean to put you on the spot on the last question but what's it like working with this guy on a daily basis what have you learned from him oh that's great
3: yeah he pushes us every day uh, there's, there's no better coach, I think, to have. So um, it's that's really what I could say. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Coach. Because yeah, he's got two more years, yeah. too, so he's buttered <laughs> me up as well. <laughs> yeah. So don't think
2: a finance major is just the numbers. <laughs> it's about schmoozing and being a business <laughs> guy.
0: Hey, it's <laughs> about relationships. Yeah, it's no, a relationship you're right. business. You're right. You're right. <laughs> well, Eric, thanks so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you on the show today, and best of luck to you and the props here down the line, especially on Saturday. Thank you. This is the Rowan University Football Coaches Show right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Stay tuned. We'll have more from Italian Affair in Glassboro right after this. WGLSFM programming is made possible in part by the Grasp Coalition, an initiative of the Southwest Council. The Grasp Coalition is dedicated to preventing the abuse
1: of addictive substances through strategic community partnerships.
0: The Grasp Coalition is currently looking
1: for passionate collaborators to join their prevention efforts. For more information on the Grasp Coalition,
0: future community coalition meetings, or the Southwest Council, the website is southwestcouncil.org/backslash/our-dash-coalitions-discover. The Southwest Council is proud to support the programming on Rowan Radio.
2: You listen to Rowan Radio on 89.7 WGLS-FM, but why stop there? Take us anywhere by listening to rowanradio.com. Plus, you can find us on social media. Follow us at Rowan Radio on Instagram and Twitter. And be sure to like us on Facebook. Take part in our Instagram polls and let us know what's on your mind and the songs you want to hear. Enter to win special giveaways and check out what's behind the scenes of your favorite shows. Rowan Radio on air and on your phone. Phone. Visit rowanradio.com to find out more.
3: This is C.J. Barron, and you're listening to Rowan University Football Coaches Show right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM.
0: Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Back here at Italian Affair in Glassboro, Derek Jones and the head coach of Rowan University Football, Jay Acorsi, as we bring you a look at props football, and we get you ready for Saturday. Props and Seagulls in what is perhaps the biggest NJAC game of the year to date? We'll go over the standings and, and all that in a moment. But always great to hear from the players. And Eric, uh, what a great kid!
2: Yeah, again, that's you know, um, that that's the fun part for me is, is seeing them in other areas. Um, you know, I always talk about the overnight games because I get a chance to spend more time with the players than normal, and then even you know see them on the radio show here and. Um, you know see how they react and what they say and what they do and um, he's he he has the potential to be a really great dynamic player here in a long line of great defensive ends that we've had for a lot of years Um, and again very very fortunate and um, you know he, he summed it up learning from older players learning what to do where to go Making the transition from high school to college, that's all difficult things. Um, But what a great young man, though, huh?
0: Absolutely. Finance major, and and kind of has an idea of where he wants to go with that.
2: He'll probably own the world (laughs) someday down the
0: road, you know what I mean? Absolutely, and he and the pros will look forward to this weekend on the road. But before we get there, let's take a look back at... Some of the games from last Saturday and it's interesting as we we get down to the home stretch here of the N jack kind of how the league is ta- taking shape so what coach kind of alluded to in the first segment we we're talking about all these low scoring games that were going on and he said not all of them and the not all of them is where we'll start 70 to 17 the win for Salisbury over TCNJ, and they basically put up a 21 spot three quarters in a row there to help kind of build things.
2: Yeah, and again, you know, they're they're really good. They're really good in what they do. Um, you know, they're, they're very dynamic. They obviously have it clicking. They obviously struggled in the early part of the year, um, you know, with a loss to Stevenson and not as much success. Um, but, you know, they're young at quarterback. They're young in a lot of different spots offensively and defensively a much different team than last year, um, but still very dangerous. So, you know, we have our work cut out for us.
0: It was a game in which they jumped out to a 21-0 lead, so they scored 21 answers to start at halftime. They led the game by the score of 42-3, and that's that's one of the dangerous things with them. We talk so much about the offense. There's not a ton of attention paid to the defense. Their defenses have normally been pretty stout.
2: Yeah, they're very good. You know, they're... They're a 3 4 team by nature, but they look to be playing a little bit more even front, some 4 3 this year, a little bit. They're playing a lot of younger players, um, you know, not as much experience on either side of the ball and defensively, but they get after you. And, and they're going to be disciplined because they see that offense every day in practice. So it may not fully prepare them for spread and eye and traditional teams. But it teaches them the basics of discipline, fundamentals, and doing your job to the utmost. So, again, it it does help them defensively. And, uh, again, they're really good.
0: And to that point, TC and Jay just 3 of 16 on third downs.
2: Yeah, you know, again, young quarterbacks struggled. You know, they tried to put the ball in the air quite a bit. They were successful in some areas. But they turn the ball over and put themselves in a bind. Special teams, I think, hurt them a little bit too. Um, You know, again, when you're playing that type of offense, when it starts to get challenging offensively for you against them and special teams, now it's that you know that snowball rolling down the hill that gets bigger and bigger and bigger and. You know, that's that's a tough thing to hold up against.
0: Oh, no doubt about it. You can't turn over the football against them.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's possessions, yeah. you, you know, and that's what that's what is so interesting about playing a team like that is it's a different game. Um, it could be a high-scoring game. It could be a low-scoring game, but it's all about possessions and what do you do with the possessions that you have. That's going to be critical for us offensively. You know, we, we need to – take advantage of some possessions that maybe we haven't the last couple of weeks
0: and the, the props will certainly try to avoid what tcnj did on saturday and that's turn the ball over five times Yeah, you just you can't you, do that yeah you,
2: against really good teams you just can't do that and, and again that that's what really probably got the score out of hand you just can't you can't do that in any game against any team but when you do it against a really good team you're going to be in some trouble
0: christopher Newport topping William Patterson 31 to 7 so Christopher Newport certainly you know trying to get in the mix as well in terms of winning the conference and
2: obviously another big game you know after our game the following week with Salisbury so essentially the conference is going to be determined in the next you know couple of weeks Um, but not surprising Christopher Newport um, I thought really was getting better and better even up to when we played them i've seen a little bit of film of them in crossover film but not a lot but they're obviously getting better and better with the new coach so um again that's what you would expect from them
0: and just to cover the standings before we go over the games coming up on saturday one of the more interesting dynamics of this talking about christopher newport it's not just salisbury who's undefeated in the league it's also christopher newport so Both teams 3-0, and then Rowan at 3-1, just a half game out of first place. TCNJ, that's where the line of demarcation in the league starts. TCNJ at 1-2, William Patterson 1-3, Kane at 1-3, and and Montclair State still looking for their first conference win of the season. It's it's an intriguing setup this year. We talked about it with the schedule where you have a non-conference game at the end of the year. You 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 don't want to put a premium on a game, but... This could very well determine kind of how things go the rest of the way. Yep,
2: especially for us. You know, losing to Christopher Newport, um, you know, was a huge loss. And, and, again, put us a little bit behind the eight ball. So there was no really margin for error and losses. We've been able to go on a little bit of a roll, and we need to continue it. And, again, it's been a while since we've played an important game in the end of October, November, a couple of years. and But we've done it. We've put ourselves in that position to be relevant and – be playing important games this time of year. And again, that's that's important. The flip from last year to this year has been really interesting because, you know, last year we really struggled all the way through the year in really close games. I think it's helped prepare us for this year as we've started to grow and, and develop and improve from, you know, the COVID situation that happened to everybody.
0: Yeah, and there's no doubt about it. You see, you can see watching the games that the, the team obviously has learned from those yeah. experiences.
2: Yeah, we've, you know, we, we reset and, you know, really lost a lot of players the COVID year and have really had to relay the foundation. I thought we did a great job last year, and I think we're continuing to do a great job this year.
0: Let's take a look at the other games in the NJAC coming up on Saturday. TCNJ taking on William Patterson. That game with a 1 p.m. kickoff time. And then talking about Christopher Newport, Christopher Newport making the long trip from Virginia to Montclair State University. Yeah, it
2: should be interesting. Again, you know, I've seen Montclair on film. They're they're a really good team. You know, they're your typical NJAC team. When I watched them against Salisbury, they really gave Salisbury all they could handle um, and did a great job defensively. They've done um, a, a really good job defensively against Salisbury the last couple of years. And it was a much closer ball game than the final score. Um, And, again, so it will be interesting to see what they do against Christopher Newport, uh, again, with a dynamic quarterback at CNU.
0: While we have a moment, we will take a quick break. And then when we come back, we will have the fan questions of the week right here on the Rowan University Football Coaches Show. From Italian Affair in Glassboro, this is Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Stay tuned. We'll have more headed your way right after this.
2: WGLS-FM programming is made possible in part by Inspira Health. Getting sick is never convenient, especially while you're juggling a full course load, a job, an internship, or all three. The My Inspira app allows you to access care at home, between classes, or on the go. Services include consulting board-certified doctors by phone or video chat to get a quick diagnosis and treatment for non-emergency medical issues from acne to the flu. You can see a doctor immediately or select a time for your virtual visit that works for you and your schedule. You can download the MindSpirit app to get started today. And Spirit Health is a proud supporter of the programming on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Can't get enough of the oldies? Join me, Greg May. And me, Maddie Kay. Every Saturday from 8 p.m. till midnight as we explore the top songs on the Billboard Hot 100 charts of yesteryear. You'll hear everything from the Bee Gees to the King of Rock and Roll, Chairman of the Board, and more. Each week features a special theme hour that'll have you rockin' and rollin' all night long. It's Saturday Night at the Oldies, every Saturday at 8 p.m. Only on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.
3: This is John Maldonado, and you're listening to the Rowan University Football Coaches Show right here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.
0: Back here at Italian Affair in Glassboro, it's the Rowan University Football Coaches Show right here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM. And it is time for our Rowan University Football Fan Questions of the Week. Uh Uh-oh. Juan. Oh, Juan is oh, back. back in the mix. Back, he okay. is back in the. Mi- I had a. Ch- by the way, not to get away from his questions, I had a chance to meet Juan. Took a picture with him. Awesome on on Saturday. Saturday at homecoming. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, it, great to meet him. And, awesome. And, and talk to him. Awesome. So that was that was an outstanding thing. Yep. So his questions actually twofold here. Gotcha. Who is the funniest player on the team?
2: <laughs> um. That's a tough question because you got to define funny. Um, certainly, a very colorful player is Jason Blanks, the safety. Mm-hmm. Um, um, James Farah is a funny guy on the team, um, in his own way. Um, you know, there's a couple other DBs that are funny. You know, there, there's a lot of them that are. In different ways. So to say one more than anybody, you know, probably not. But, um, you know, those guys come into mind.
0: Follow-up question is, who's the most studious?
2: Wow, we got some really good students on the team. Um, And and that's hard, too, because there's a lot of them with some really good GPAs um, and that are really advancing. Um, You know, we have several in grad school. Which people don't realize because of COVID. Yeah, right. So you got to figure those players are are really some of your better students as well. Um, you know, again, I know Mike Hussey's doing a great job academically. Mike Micholi's graduate school taking classes academically, really high. Um, Nick Belusi is a, a really good student. Um, you know, there's there, there's a lot. Kevin Vandiver's a really good student. There's a lot. That, that's. For that to be a, a hard question is a good thing. Yeah, oh, for sure. That means there's a lot of good students on the team. Yeah,
0: it's, if you had to answer, roll right off the tongue.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and again, I, you know, for we uh, the athletic department honors Student-Athlete Day every year. Mm-hmm. I want to say we had, you know, tw- 20 to 30 students last year honored. We'll have the same thing again this year. That speaks volumes about what you're doing academically.
0: Absolutely. And our final question is from Brian in Glassboro.
2: Okay, he asked a question before. Yes, too, he Brian, did. Right? Yes, okay.
0: yes. He, he wants to know who's your pick for the World Series: Phillies or Astros?
2: So I'll say Phillies. I was actually at the game Saturday night after our game. Oh, my brother came into to town down to visit. Um, he, he, in his business line of things that he does, has a lot of connections, so he was able to. Take up, you know, a, a business associate and his daughter out to the game, and then my wife, myself, and my daughter to the game. So it was awesome, you know. Twenty rows up, third base side. Um, you know, you got to root for the Phillies, the home team, right? Oh, I mean, no you doubt. you have to. The atmosphere was unbelievable. Um, yeah. That the fans were fantastic. I was a little tired because obviously I was yeah, working all long, day. Yeah. But what a great experience, and, and you couldn't be more happy for the city and and the Philly organization. And, you know, again, the Eagles are doing really well, the Phillies. You know, there's excitement with the Sixers. You know, the Flyers hopefully turning things around. Um, so, I, obviously, I'd be foolish if I picked the Astros, but the, the <laughs> Phillies, um, you know, playing great baseball this time of year, right?
0: Absolutely. You
2: know, and I don't know much about baseball, but they're playing really good baseball. <laughs>
0: Next week, it heads back to Philly Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday with right? some of the most astronomical ticket prices you will see.
2: Oh, it's 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 a, so the people were walking up to us as we were walking in, offering outrageous money to get in to watch the game, and it just you know, you know, because I live in the little football world, sometimes I don't get out enough. My wife will say, but. To hear the numbers, <laughs> I was turned to my brother. He goes, No, we're going in. We're going in to watch. It's the experience. We're going in to watch. And I'm like, Okay, okay. You will you got the ticket, so we will. But um, yeah, it's but you could see why, you know, it an electric atmosphere Saturday night there and crazy game. I mean the first inning was forty seven minutes. Yes, yes. Both pitchers get pulled in the first inning and I'm like, "Oh no, I'm going to be here all night. I'm tired. I'm going to fall asleep. But certainly not with a crowd." So, obviously very excited for everybody in the Philly organization.
0: One of the one of the great experiences if you can get out there and go to the postseason oh my for yeah. a Phillies game, please please do it. It's going to cost you, yep. but it'll be worth it for yep. sure. Yep as we get set for saturday with the props and the seagulls coach some keys to victory here for owen
2: yeah again it's you know we're going to have to really click on all cylinders offensively we're going to have to generate some more points um you know we're not just going to be able to stifle them um, with our defense we're going to be able to slow them down i thought we did a great job last year it was a game into the third part of fourth quarter we just need to continue to do that. I think we've learned a lot from the option experiences. We've grown as a defense. We're gonna need our playmakers on offense to, to make some things happen and be a little magical and, and and maybe not worry about, you know, winning the game so much or or or, or not losing the game if that makes any sense. You know, and, and again, I like our chances with, with the players that we have and Again, we need to get back to really exciting football in all phases. So I'm excited to see what we do offensively. I'm excited to see what we do defensively. And I think we got a little edge special teams with experienced kickers. They have some freshman kickers that they're using that they've gone back and forth and struggled with and some returners. So I, I, I like our chances more than ever uh, in our return game and special teams.
0: They've been very tough against Rowan in particular in in their building.
2: Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, you know it's a beautiful stadium. Yeah. It's a great environment. It's really hard to play there. It's going to be their homecoming, so the place is going to be electric. But my hope is our experience from this past Saturday will prepare us for that. It's going to be different than when we we're up at Willie P. You know there was not many people there. There's going to be some people there um and again it's you know what more could you ask for this group in particular made the effort that at the end of last year they wanted to do more and be relevant um and be in big games and we're in that so that's all you can ask for
0: absolutely and the props will take on salisbury down in maryland coming up on saturday at 1 p.m as they try to make their way towards the top of the NJAC standings and could very well take a big step in doing that with a win on saturday and when you look at kind of the team and and you mentioned it the the experience from last year and really not having uh, been in this situation in a couple years how important is a start of of a game like this to make sure that obviously you don't want to get out on the wrong start but from your end making sure you get out to a a strong positive start yeah and again
2: we've done that the last several weeks which is really encouraging and again we'll need to continue to do that We just need to carry it over in the second half. And and my hope is that the – and I can see it in practice. This week's practice has been great. Um, And we talked about it in our Monday morning meeting that we need everybody this week in practice and for the game. And practice has been phenomenal. And the players really – they're excited. It's been a while since we've been doing these type of things and being in big games. And I'm excited to see how we play – on a different stage against a really good opponent and and i think we just need to um, stay the course so i I don't think it's how well we start out because we have i think it's how we can continue through the whole game to do that at a high level and we're going to need to do that saturday
0: so the props and seagulls with kickoff on 89.7 at 1 p.m and then of course before that, preceding things, props pregame at 12.30 from Salisbury, Maryland. Danny Ryan and Connor Brown on the call for 89.7. Coach, best of luck to you and the props.
2: Thank you. Should be a great game, and uh, certainly stream it and list all those things you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, all the little ways that you can watch the game. <laughs> make sure you do those. It should be a heck of a game from start to finish, and and again, it should be great small college football in a great environment.
0: Incredibly, we only have a few more of these left to go as we head down the the, stretch stretch of the the regular season. And who knows, maybe there will be some postseason additions as well. We certainly hope so. Yeah, we'll see. As the props get set for perhaps their biggest game of the season coming up on Saturday against Salisbury. That will do it from Italian Affair in Glassboro. For Jay Accorsi and Eric Hill, I'm Derek Jones saying so long. We'll talk to you on Saturday. Have a good one, everybody.